We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find NFL tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever use as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all the awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best price on all of their NFL tickets. If you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. So, if there's a game that's coming up that you're excited for, go to TickPick. Visit TickPick.com VM today to save $10 on your first order of NFL tickets. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com slash VM to save $10 on your first order of NFL tickets. Respect in my city. I'm working off for respect. Yeah. You think you got it? I got it for real. You think you got what I got? Uh. This one for those they forget in my city. This one for those they forget. Yeah. This dog off the leash and it's ready to kill. It's good. Homie, go finish your meal. Hung over from Saturday. From Saturday. <laughs> Went to a wedding. Muddy got married. Shout out Matt. Shout I'm out Mac. Shout out man. Sex on the way. Right. That's what you gotta tell your friend that gets married. Yeah. You know he's a dude. You gotta be a yo man. Congrats on the sex, buddy. So, uh, <laughs> so you're hungover from Saturday. I mean, I would say I still haven't caught up on all the sleep because I because I don't know if you're the same way. I know exactly what you're gonna say. I don't sleep great. Hell no. After bro. I drink, and you know, I, I threw up a little. Threw up a little next day. Also, right. also right when I got home, I did a little bathroom visit, and then another couple in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, to, yeah, to your point, didn't sleep well. Um, so it makes today a little bit worse too, because you know it's a snowball effect. What you know, Sunday leads into Monday, and I'm, let's just say I'm going to bed early tonight. Okay. And okay. also, yeah. So <clears throat> a lot to uh, break down there. Do you think it's because we're getting older? Yeah. You think we're washed, bro? Yeah. Or, or what I think it is, because I went out yesterday with with Ralph and Dom. We were at the bar, and I, I was drinking. I was mm-hmm. boozing. I drank Friday night too. Felt good Saturday, woke up, not hungover. I don't really get hungover. Fridays, though, I did drink beer. Okay. So I'm like a big beer drinker. Love beer. Now, I don't think it's the... I think it's how often we drink. 
like, if it's too far apart. Yeah, like that was the first. This was the first weekend I drank since UFC, which was two weeks ago. But then prior to that, it was like three weeks. Like I probably in the last eight weeks, I've drank like two weekends, and it wasn't even anything crazy. Like for UFC, I thought I was gonna go there and just get twisted. Wasn't the case. But we had a playoff game the next day, and responsibility, again, just, man. Yeah, I'll say. Um, I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not happening as frequent. Um, it's just yo, I, we were palms to the DJ boys. Well, we've we, been going out for so many years. Like I always, I tell people, like we had, I, I had, like I was like 16 with an 18 ID back in the day. It was 18 to party, 21 to drink. Mm-hmm. So you could be 16 with an 18 year old ID and then get in, and then you just figure out, you know, you figure it out when you get inside. Us, we knew the people. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so we've been doing this for like over 10 years now. And so just veterans, veterans, you know, <laughs> retiring early like Barry Sanders, <laughs> Barry Sanders of the going out game. Yeah, um, I, re- I really think, though, it's that we used to drink every single weekend, sometimes like twice a weekend. Yeah. Like Friday, Saturday nights. Now, for me, the real killer for me is the working out. I've gotten so into working out even more. I mean, I've always been into working out, but now it's. Know, 10 to 12 workouts a week yeah my body's exhausted i'm really looking forward to this week because i'm taking the rest of the week off to just relax like, no well, working out nothing just I, gonna eat that, that this is uh i was just gonna say like to your point for me it's like if i want i want to make sure i go to the gym in the morning i'm not gonna get crazy the night before and that's something that i'm conscious of as well which is one of the reasons why i do think i drink less because back in the day on a thursday oh no big deal you know thursday night whatever and then it's like, oh, but there's no way I'm going to the gym on Friday if I drink Thursday night. Just as an example. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when you take it a little bit more serious, you know, you, you try to, you know, be a little bit more responsible. Yeah, because I hate just pissing away the whole the next, workout week. Well, also, when you're hungover, to me, I, I, the next day is ruined at times. Mm. Just like. You know, a lot of that has to do with not being hydrated. Yeah, of right? course. And I'm battling back and I'm doing my, 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 my coconut waters or, mm. um, you know, some type of a Pedialyte maybe or. Obviously, classic H2O. There's nothing wrong with that. Gatorade, yeah. something like that. But yeah, no, the battle back is it. Wash boys. The bounce back ain't still real. recovering though from Saturday. Come on, man! I expect greatness from you. <laughs> I will say, la- yesterday I fell asleep right after the fourth quarter okay. of the Chargers game, and then I woke up at three in the morning, wired, just again because of the. Not hung over, but I drank. I drank a lot yesterday. Yeah. So I was on my recliner watching the game, and I was like in and out. But then I remember just when they took the lead, the Mike Williams touchdown. Shouts to my boy Herbert. We're back, baby. Top five. Five hundred total yards of offense for the Chargers yesterday. Top five. Only quarterback in NFL history for 380 passing yards and 90 rushing yards. It's always good when you want him to win MVP when you hear the first time ever bars. I'll say this, though. I mean... The D, the Steeler defense was um, less than a hundred percent to yeah, say the least. Definitely missing their guys. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Sim, you know me, big Sims guy. He believes, you know, they the, the def, their defense is known as being very intricate, very detailed, right, very confusing for a quarterback. And so when you're down all of those guys, since Fitzpatrick is you know that leader on the defense, um, Watt so, also, yeah, and so. Um, just from the perspective of you can't maybe be as elaborate on defense, you can't get as creative because you have, you know, your second string and maybe even third strings in the game. So, what was what's once a very detailed uh, defense, and again, 
you know, it became more a little bit more vanilla yesterday. Um, but they came back. So, you know. Dude, they charges did everything in their power to give that game away. They almost chargered it. It was so frustrating. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Dude? The block punt, right? Yeah, we got it to make the playoffs bet too. Yeah. We got MVP. Like, don't do this to Lamb. Yeah, and the, and the Chiefs are taking off, so. Chiefs are hot too. Yeah. We'll get to the Chiefs in a second. But what do you think of how Herbert and that offense look? Because they should be that is the strength of the team. Their defense is very weird because if you look at their defense on paper, mm -hmm. there's a lot of names that you like. Yeah, but it just seems as well, if it's well. I was gonna say, why can't they like what like why can't they stop the run? I think it's the makeup of their defense looks small, like their D tackles are like 290 pounds. They're built to stop the pass, obviously, right. which I mean, which makes sense. And in they have NFL. a very good secondary. And if you look at the teams in your division. Granted, the quarterback play in Denver isn't that great, but they got they just play, paid Sutton today. They paid Tim Patrick before the game, but well before week eleven. He's the best like three four receiver in the league. That yeah. guy, dude. He's look so at their like, wide receiver sets. Yeah, and and don't forget about Hamler who tore his ACL, who is the fastest of the bunch. Someone always goes down on the team, and he's always the one that will step in and like be mad solid and them. light it up. Right? Yeah, he, like he was cooking Trayvon Diggs a couple weeks ago. So. A lot of speed, a lot of weapons, fire offense, quarterback holding him back a little bit. Prior to the Henry Ruggs situation with the Raiders, had some pieces mm -hmm. that were interesting there. And obviously the Chiefs, so in division, that's probably why you got all those DBs. But Austin Eckler going crazy too. Four, four, t four tutties total. Yeah. So I think one of the first running backs, I can't remember since. I it could be LT. I could be wrong. Two receiving touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. Seems like an LT stat line, Yeah. Right? Um... That was an impressive win, though. Yeah. Also, Keenan Allen's getting a whole bunch of targets again, and he's Keenan Allen is like when I think of Keenan Allen, high volume guy, right? Mm -hmm. He'll kill you to death on nine yard fucking ins and twelve yard outs and button like you know. Glad to see he's kind of filling up the stat sheet again from that perspective because there was a couple weeks over the you know there was a stretch of time where the Chargers were struggling a little bit on offense, and it makes sense that Keenan Allen wasn't going, and now you see the offense is going, and so is Keenan Allen. So that's good to see, obviously as well. And also Mike Williams finally got over like 60 yards for the first time, I think, in five games and scored the big touchdown there to give him the, the win. But this was this was a good performance by the Steelers too, dude. They put up 27 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I know a lot of that was the Chargers about to charger it, like you were saying. Yeah. And look, he gets a lot of heat, but I thought that was the best game Big Ben played all season. It's funny because <laughs> I'm going to laugh because like think of the quarterbacks that played this week. Mm-hmm. Just like let's rattle them off, like Flacco. Give me another garbage court, not garbage, but give me another Tim Boyle, uh, um, Simeon, right? Yeah. Um, the, there's a lot. There was a lot of kind of you know the, the quarterbacks aren't impressive right now in the league. Um, where I feel like if you go back a few years, um, it's wow. A lot. If it seems like a lot of teams have their franchise quarterback, go th think back a couple of years. That was probably the case. Like a few years ago, each off season was like you know maybe it's like five or six teams you may think need a new quarterback. Go into all, the next offseason, it could be over 10 teams, potentially even more, that need a quarterback. So when you think about it from that perspective and you think of Big Ben, maybe he can play a little bit longer because you're right. He is playing at a higher level. And sometimes it's just one of those things. Look around. Like, there ain't yeah. that much better out there. Now, nah, look, I don't want to say that he's playing at a higher level. He, yeah. He, he, this is the best game that he played this and, year. But, yeah, for sure. And I'm just saying this is better than what's out there right now, I think. Right. Well, that's always the, the million-dollar question, or in some cases, the $100 million question in the NFL. Yeah, 
I want to replace Baker. I want to replace Big Ben. I want to replace whoever it might be. Well, what's available what's behind there? them? What's out there? Yeah, sometimes you got to put up with Teddy Bridgewater because yeah. what's behind it? Trevor Simeon and, and and you know Brock Osweiler's of the world, these like backup yeah. quarterbacks. So it sucks. I, I think Atlanta's going through the same thing right now. Some people want Matt Ryan out. They got the doors blown off him on Thursday Night Football. I know it was about a week ago. but By my team? Thank you. Shouts, shouts. Bills, Patriots situation going on in the AFC East. <laughs> Bills, Patriots collision, collision course. course. That maybe not anymore. Um, what a beatdown that was, too, man. Yeah. Just, wait, which wait, wait, which beatdown? The Patriots beatdown? Shit, all of them. Well, the Colts beat down on the yeah they yeah the Patriots beat a team down and the and and the Bills got beat down. Yeah, but with the Pats, their offense. I tried to tell Allen their offensive line was elite. Yeah. And then you started sending us PFF articles too. Now he loved PFF. Look at him go. No, I mean, I think you say it best with PFF. Offensive line, I'm good. I have no idea. I'm not going right. to come here yeah. and beat around the bush. Like, I mean, I can, I can like objectively say like, okay, that offensive tackle is like not giving up <clears throat> hurries and pressures and sacks. But generally speaking. Nah, collectively, yeah. Uh, like there, there are certain things like the eye test. Yesterday, one, one team's offensive line that really stood out to me because I have a, before going to the bar to meet up with Ralph, I have a like five monitors set up, mm-hmm. my phone being one of the monitors too. And I had that game on TV because Cam going back to Carolina, the vibe was lit. He did the whole Superman mm-hmm. thing. That offensive line, I don't know what the grade's going to be for Washington. I'm, I'm fascinated to see if like my eyes are seeing the same thing that the grades are. But they were just doing whatever they wanted to that Panther defense. And I know they gave up a couple of sacks, but 190 yards on the ground for Washington. Taylor Heineke, 16-22. Comfortable. Like five or six against the Blitz, just that was a dominant performance by that O line. But going back to what you were saying about the PFF grades, like yeah, I could see Rashawn Slater and Wirfs how dominant they are mm-hmm. on a primetime game. It stands out a little bit more the standalone factor. Yeah, but collectively, yeah, I'm not gonna pretend like oh I know, I know what the grades are. No, and Patriots were graded fairly well going into I think the last two weeks, and then. I wouldn't be surprised if they're like top three at this point by the end of go. I guess now heading into the next week, um, and Mac and look, the offense is starting to open up a little bit, right? It, it, it's all of a sudden it's as if like all of the criticisms of the Patriots and offense, like it's they seem to be almost evaporated. Oh, there's actually nothing wrong with giving your rookie quarterback training wheels for half of the season, getting through a tough part of your schedule and doing fairly well. And then the second half of the season, as the schedule opens up and as your rookie quarterback knows the offense a little bit better and you're healthier, it seems to take off. Oh, man, how is that? Uh, uh, that's not a crazy thing to think about anymore. So um, I just think that's what's taking place, man. Yeah, and they're getting it done on the ground, too. Stevenson, Harris, when he's available. Also, the line. Bolden. You're right. You're right. No, Yo, you bring up a yeah. great point. It's three guys. Harris leading the charge, but Stevenson doing really well as well. And- Love the tight end as well, you know. Big tight end guy. I remember you were hype when they got those guys. I mean, look, you got you got to give credit. They you know spend a lot of money, and relatively speaking, it worked out. Kendrick Bourne is such a patriot receiver, right? Um, I'm just you know a lot of a lot of credit to the to the patties. And you saw my boy Josh Rosen come in and throw a pick six. Nah, I don't. What was that? <laughs> how what was that? Twenty seven zip. Yeah, at the yeah. end he comes in. Listen, like, man, oh the savior pick six, and then the next drive, uh, Felipe Franks. The Florida quarterback, I think he was, comes into the game. First pass picked off, too. It's like, yo. Atlanta. 
Uh, but I mean, you you mentioned Washington. Heineke, man, sixteen for twenty-two, two hundred and six yards. Not you know fairly efficient, but he just makes plays, bro. He, he he'll rush for a first down if needed. Um, three touchdowns, no interceptions. You know what I mean? Just it's funny. Someone was um, describing Taylor Heineke's career like he's gonna be. Uh, uh, you know, a, a career borderline starting quarterback because he can just make plays. Event, you know, he he's limited. He's limited at times, but he also just can make a lot of plays. And I was like, that just sounds like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick is almost the same way. He's been a career kind of, you know, fringe starter. Sorry, yeah. But because he can make plays occasionally, like he'll find Put a job. In. And that's like who Taylor Heineke is. So it's funny who you know they essentially replaced him with like a younger version of himself. Yeah, and my favorite thing about Heineke was. All the reports coming out, they love that dude. Yes. Like, the locker room really loves him. Going back to that playoff game. Plays hard. Plays hard. They care about him. They were flashing his jersey and shit. Like, yo, our guy got paid. He's coming back. Yeah. The whole nine. And look, that was an impressive win because you lose Chase Young also. You didn't have Sweat, who's still recovering from the jaw injury. Yep. I mean, Young isn't coming back the rest of the year with the torn ACL. And yo, again, shout out Terry McLaurin, son. Yo, is there a better wide receiver in the league that gets less attention from like main street media and even the fantasy community? That's like I have one. friends that are like, yo, I gotta start Terry McLaurin. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? That's a no brainer. Yo, you should be happy that's your wide receiver too yeah. on your team. I can't think of another one. Yo, he was my wide receiver one last year and I was he, nine and four. He reminds me of like a kind of reminds me of like a young DeAndre Hopkins in the sense of like it doesn't matter who's his quarterback, he's gonna produce. Over 100 yards and a touchdown again on five catches. Just, you know, mark mark him in for that amount. D-hop, D-hop. I don't know if he's D-hop. I don't mean like a play. I don't mean play type. You're talking about the situation. Just like he's consistent. You know what you're going to get. And even if you don't have the, you know, the greatest quarterback throw to him, he's still going to produce. Can I give you a Terry McLaurin player comp? All right. This might be a little crazy. Don't, Don't think of like how his career ended. Think of the playing style. Terrell Owens. Okay. Catches in traffic. Another guy who didn't really play with the most elite quarterbacks. Yes. At least earlier on in his career. At least early on. Well, he had like Steve Young, and then from there was like Jeff Garcia. And the real big explosion was Was when he goes to Philly. But he reminds me a lot of T.O., man. Big, fast, strong. Just goes and gets it. What did you think of Cam? Why did they get rid of him again? I was trying to remember. Look, I know they lost, but it was nice. He went, what, 21 to 27, 26? 21 to 27. Yeah. Close to 200 yards, two, tut- two tutters and no picks. Yeah. And also 46, one in. 40, yeah, and 46 rushing yards. And but also just felt right. Like, it just felt right, him being on the Panthers. He just kept getting hurt, if I'm not mistaken. And he didn't play well because he was hurt. And I think there was some bad blood. And then the new regime came in, if I'm not mistaken, right? Then Rule yeah. comes in. Probably wanted his own quarterback. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's weird because, look, there was a play on on one of those drives where, like, DJ Moore was wide open and he sort of did the cricket one hot <laughs> throw to him because that was, like, his M.O. in New England. Yeah. How many passes was he just one-hopping to Jacoby Myers and these guys <laughs> like Julian Edelman? So, look, I think he's interesting on this team. I'm fascinated to see how it turns out. There's still a chance that they can make the playoffs because of how weak that that last seed is. Mm-hmm. But 
the wild card races are a clusterfuck, man, throughout both leagues. Yep. I now the what what happens with the Bills now? Now they're a wild card. Now they're not now if the if the NFL playoffs weren't expanded this year, they're not a playoff team right now. And it's funny to think, I think it was three weeks ago the Bills were the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Prior to last week on WinBet. I was sitting there right before the Bill Colt game started, and I looked at my roommate Matt and I said, They're gonna run the ball down the Bills' throat. The Colts are gonna run the ball. I swear I said that. <laughs> Five touchdowns later. Um it was true. So last eight games for Jonathan Taylor. Three, five, six, seven, nine, eleven, sixteen touchdowns last eight games. Over a hundred yards in each. Over 110 yards in each. In, it mixed in, you get a 170, a 160, a 200, and a 204. I mean, uh, d- dominant offensive line. Um, but I think the funniest thing to me is that going into that game, the Bills had the number one ranked defense in the league. That's a fraudulent number one defense in the league. I mean, we've said it. Their wins are against the Dolphins, the Jets, the, the Washington football team, the Chiefs when they were garbage, the Texans, and the Dolphins again. And... You know, it's a big pat on my back moment, but so it's just the offense is not the same. They can't run the ball. Um, yeah. You were early on this Bills thing. Like, even from, was it the preseason episode where you said their weapons aren't all that? That was kind of, yeah. I felt like the weapons weren't great. Josh Allen had such, Josh Allen and the offense had such a good year. You had to expect a little bit of regression. Um but I mean, dude, you're just not set up for success when you got to throw the ball 50 times. And again, as I mentioned, I don't, I don't love Gabriel Davis. You know, like Emmanuel Sanders is he played, you know, played well earlier earlier in the year. Cole Beasley's nice, you know, but um, I don't love the weapons. They can't run the ball, and I don't know. I I, I just I, I have written here. Why don't they criticize Josh Allen when he struggles the way that Lamar gets criticized? And the reason I say that is because they were both in the same draft class, you know. They're clearly the two best in that draft class. It was Baker, Darnold. Oh, without question. Josh Allen and Lamar. And obviously it's those two, you know, the yeah. the, the two, the, the the third and fourth guy are the best, the first and second best quarterbacks. But that's just, I, I, I do feel like Josh Allen doesn't get as much criticism as Lamar does at times. And Lamar has, has a better, has had a better career. Um, so that's just... Side talk. Nah, I totally feel you because he's had a better career with less. Yes. As far as talent around him. Yeah. Like, dude, it's no question, Stephon Diggs. I'd, I'd say Diggs and now nah, Hollywood has had. This year has been the Hollywood year and Mark Andrews. But I think having a stud wide receiver one on the outside is really the biggest key to developing a young quarterback. Yeah. I think it all stems from... How much of it you think has to do with race? What do you mean? Oh, um, yeah, it's like the Lamar criticisms are just getting no, tired at no, this point. But no athlete gets the goalposts moved on him more than, yeah. than Lamar. Yeah, no, I, I, and the term "never good enough." How we fuck around? Like, yo, it's never good enough. Yeah, it it applies to Lamar. Yeah, and there's, look, there's I, always nitpicking with him more than any other, more than any other athlete. I mean, any other quarterback. I want to say how how many. Well, also, the Bills' next three games, by the way, short week Thursday in New Orleans, not easy. Right. 
Monday night home against the Pats, but like it's against the Pats, and then on the road against the Bucks. Yeah, and then I believe after that, after that, I'm pretty sure is New England again because they have that. They play them very yeah. They have them two and a three game stretch. Now I don't know if there's a buy mixed in. I don't think Buffalo hasn't. No, but Buffalo did have their buy. Mm-hmm. So so scratch that. But yeah, there's that stretch where it's like New England, I guess Tampa, and then it should be New England on the other side of that. Look, I think with Josh Allen, if you go back to his college, first time he starts in college to now, he's had one great season. Yeah, one solid year and one great year. Yeah, like MVP caliber. Yeah, if Rodgers didn't do what yeah, Rodgers did, probably, Josh yeah. Allen was MVP. Yeah. Um, and then with Lamar, what's interesting is it's always – it's there's always a new thing with Lamar that gets nitpicked. Yeah. Or he can't throw the twenty yard out. He can't come from behind. Well, now he's had three come from behind victories. Yeah. He's uh he should have been. Uh, I hate that one is the the biggest mistake. The one person, one person was on TV that said he should play running back. And no, and they, it, didn't they say wide receiver? What was uh Bill Polian? Right. Bill Polian was on ESPN and he's like, oh, he shouldn't change his position. And I'm pretty sure it was running back. It was running back because Lamar, after one game, like he broke this record. He's like, oh, not bad for a running back. But it became this false narrative that everyone said for him to play running back. It wasn't. It was one guy on TV that said he should play running back. And then he goes and he wins MVP. And he's made the playoffs every season that he's been in the league. And there's nothing. The only downside, I think, to Lamar is eventually you're going to get popped. And you're gonna get he may get hurt. Yeah, that's the only downside because of the way he runs. And look, that's the best part of his game. You is can't the take running. Yeah. Yeah. He's the most unique quarterback to prepare for. It's, so you can't like silence his game. The one thing I'll say about Lamar's running style, and this is something that I've actually picked up over this year at least. Yes, yes, he's. It's, I don't want to use the term fragile because he doesn't really get hurt. That's not what I'm trying to say. Slender is is it okay to call him slender-ish? Like yeah, right. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong. I, I could be wrong, but he's so quick and fast and agile. It's hard to like hit him. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it's different if he was like a bigger target and he had a different running style. You know what I mean? Lamar knows when to slide, and I don't know. I just I like his running style, and he's mad like shifty too. And it's just hard to hit him hard. You know what I'm trying to say? He's yeah. taking his fair share of hits, but his style, I think. You know, helps him in that helps him in that regard. Um, yeah. Also, I think it benefits him that he's not the size of Cam. He's not going to try to run you over. He knows he won't. Yeah. yeah, and he he knows that. Um, I want to go back to the Colts though. Yeah. Uh, no. Stay, absolutely. Staying with Buffalo. Jonathan Taylor went absolutely nuclear yesterday. Over two hundred yards from scrimmage, five touchdowns. Like we said, there's only been a handful of players that have scored five touchdowns or more in a game. Kamara. It's Kamara, it's Jerry Rice, it's... Ladanian Tomlinson and Clint Portis. Yeah, and also... Um, Sean Alexander? I believe it was Sean Alexander and Jamal Jamal Charles did that against the Raiders. I had him in fantasy that year. Nice. That shit, He's that a shit goat. Lit. That shit was lit. So it's a rare game. And to think about it, like, if that game doesn't happen, we're probably praising Austin Eckler. Yeah. Because he, he had did. a monster-ass game yesterday, too. But the thing about the Colts is it's it's the Colts have won five of six. And they're above 500 for the first time this year. And we all knew that they had a very tough first five games. We said that if they could get through the first, you know, five, I think they actually wound up going one and four or whatever the case is. But look, 
they did everything that they've had to do since, you know? So I think because we knew that going into the, you know, going into the stretch run that, or, or not the stretch run, but going into the season, we knew it was tough and, you know, have some patience with this team. I think, I think everyone, I guess what I'm trying to say is I think everyone had some patience with this team because they knew how tough it was in the beginning. But the, the last eight games, dude, 16, 17 touchdowns, I think. Yeah. Also, let's not forget that this was a team who they get the new quarterback in Wentz. He doesn't really practice with the team. The offensive line was either COVID or injuries during the preseason. Yep. Quentin Nelson wasn't there either. They yep. replaced the left tackle. So you come into the season and you open up with Seahawks, Rams, at Titans, right? You beat Miami. You lose that heartbreaker against Baltimore yep. where you're up 11, I believe it was, with like seven minutes left. Then you lose that game to the Titans, which you jumped out to that big lead, also 14 nothing. You blow that game at home. And how many times have we written them off? I mean, yeah. I mean, I have. You lose that game to Tennessee. I remember going into that game, talking about it with Allen, talking about it with Will on upsets and underdogs. Yo, this is a make-or-break, save-your-season kind of game because at the time, if the Titans would have won that game, they would have been up four games on the division because they were not playing each other again. Got it. And now you look at it, they're two games back in the division. And do you trust Tennessee? Nope. The whole offseason... We kept talking about, yo, their big three is dope as hell. Julio, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry. Fast forward, the season comes around. We don't know who the backups are to those guys. We're saying if one of them goes down, what's going to step in? Yeah, Westbrook Akine yesterday had over 100 yards, but no Julio. Mount St. Julio, I think we got a eulogy for it. The eruption is not happening anymore. You got five running backs. No Derrick Henry. seven running backs. A.J. Brown leaves the game twice. Yeah. This is the most suspect. They remind me of Pittsburgh from last year. Yeah, 9-0? 11-0? I think they won like 11, and then they lost to Washington. But throughout that whole time, Pittsburgh's like 8-0, 9-0. You're like, eh, I don't really know. We beat no one. I don't really know. I don't think you're that good. I feel like Tennessee's the same way. I want to bring something to your attention. A couple weeks ago, you had mentioned uh, Derrick Henry for MVP. And now I'm looking at Jonathan Taylor at 20-1. to yeah. I, I mean, obviously, it's a stretch, and it's probably not possible, but... Well, here's the thing, though. if if Because no one has... Sorry to cut you off, but no one has run away with it yet. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's not as crazy. So... You know, and, who's, you know who else's odds are closed by there? Cooper Cup. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I believe he's 25 to 1. Because Stafford keeps having a couple... St- he's always had a couple stinkers, you know? Yeah. Um... But just credit to the credit to the Colts, man. And by the way, you know me, I love a coordinator. Matt Eberflus is their D coordinator who was interviewing for head coaching jobs in the offseason. And so, you know, whether or not, you know, whether they started slow or not, I had confidence that, you know, they would get it back on track because they were a top defense last year. And so slowly but surely, um, I just figured, you know, you know, they'd get it back on track. And, you know, here we are. If you're Buffalo, you gotta be concerned. Yeah. I, to get the doors blown off you is is different if you lost this game by a field goal. Yeah. But to just like Bills Mafia was out by the middle of the third quarter. What's scary is Diggs had two touchdowns, right? And they yeah, still but lost. There's just not like there's not yeah. there's not much behind it. You were right on that take. Matt Breida has had some moments, but it's still Matt Breida. Dude's been on four different teams since. So I just feel as if Buffalo look, maybe they were the team who last year took the league by storm 
they go to the AFC title game, and then it just so happens that they're they're just one hit wonder. I don't want to go that extreme. I, I mean, COVID season, right? I still trust them, though. Yeah, like I think when I sat here a couple of weeks ago and I said they weren't going to make the playoffs, that's probably a stretch. But there's nothing wrong with thinking that they're not going to win the division. Well, here's the thing, man. If they don't win the division, I think they might miss the playoffs because you're looking at. I wouldn't want to be a wild card team. No. I wouldn't want to leave it to chance on tiebreakers and shit. I'd rather go ahead and take care of business and win my division. Yeah. That's why I think New England is in the driver's seat for that right now, the way they're playing. Yeah. Five-game winning streak, hottest team in football. Run the ball, play defense, young quarterback, you know, not making mistakes, making some plays. Best coach team in the league on both sides. Like, you know, what, what do you know? Is Josh McDaniels going to take a, a head coaching job or is he going to wait to be? Nah, the, be he'll, he'll probably well, wait it out. Well, no, but it's funny because now he has Mac Jones. Maybe he's got another run in him. Does, does, does he wait a wrong? Does he wait a wrong? Does he wait around? Yeah. If, if Belichick thinks, you know, maybe he could be the head coach of like the first half of Mac Jones's career. And then hand it over to but, McDaniels. No, what about his son? His son's the defensive coordinator. Uh, and and look, I'm I'm the my point is this: it's 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 maybe they've had discussions behind the scenes, but it could be one of those things where it's like I'll let you know. Could be. And again, you find your quarterback. Yeah. Maybe he's like, okay, I'll give it another five seven. But McDaniel's is like, you know, what if what I, if the Bengals' job becomes available, <clears throat> or what if like? No, nah, you're right. So here's the thing. I think it's it's very similar to when Jimmy G was on that team. Jimmy G just asked, like, yo, what's the deal? Like, what are we doing? If Tom's going to play another five, six years, trade me. Yeah. Because I want to I play, and I'm good enough to play. I think a similar conversation might happen with McDaniels where eventually – he might say, "Hey, man, how much more time you got? Yeah. You think you're gonna be here another decade? Well, I'm a, I'm gonna dip out." Dude. And and again, and I hate to say it, it's his son, Belichick's son is the D coordinator, so it's it's that's something that you have to worry about. Even if you maybe have like a gentleman's agreement, mm. again, what if you got away five to seven years? And also on the back of your head, back of your mind, it's like, what if he pulls a fast one on me and he gives the job to his son, right. or not gives the job to his son, but. He's the next in line to take it. So there's just kind of a lot of, I don't want to say a lot of uncertainty, but if I'm McDaniels, I'm, I'm potentially seeing us what's out there because yeah. he's, he's one of the best. You know, a team that's very similar to the Colts, I feel like, with just better weapons. Niners? The Vikings. Oh. Mm. They had a big win beating Green Bay. Um, both quarterbacks absolutely went ballistic. Both played really, really well. Uh, the wide receivers in this game went went ham. Also, yeah. I mean, Kirk Cousins, ready for this? Sixty eight percent completions, close to three thousand yards passing this year. Well, I'm sorry, two thousand seven hundred range, two thousand eight hundred range. Twenty one touchdowns, two interceptions. Bro, <laughs> best balling, man. Best TD interception ratio in the NFL and. Now, what's funny is he's kind of, you know, that first of all, that contract doesn't look as bad anymore. Mm -hmm. Two, he's been putting together some years to the, to, to the tune of he has 25 career games with 300 passing yards, three touchdowns, 
surpassing Aaron Rodgers for the second most ever by a quarterback in his first 10 seasons. Think about that. 25 games, 300 passing yards, three-plus touchdowns. It's him and it's only Dan Marino and, and Aaron Rodgers. So he's in some interesting company, you know, in, in, in terms of having some big games. Um, and, yeah, to your point, Justin Jefferson lit him up. Eight, eight, eight for 170, two touchdowns. Um, you know the Vikings have led by seven points or more in every game this year? I didn't know that. That's why another team that's had some bad losses. Yeah. I think they're the only team in football that could say that, too. I remember reading that on one of those NFL stats and research tweets. And, yo, I just think they know exactly who they are. We want to give Dalvin Cook 25 touches, whether it's through the air or on the ground. Mm -hmm. Obviously, mostly on the ground. We want to get 10 to 12 targets to our two wide receivers. And one of them is going to get us to the red zone, and then the other one's going to score for us. Yeah. Credit. But another team who's had a lot of shitty losses. They yeah. shouldn't be five and five. The Colts shouldn't be six and five. You're talking about teams who should have seven wins. Again, woulda, coulda, shoulda. No one likes that. But these are teams that their record is not as good as what they really are. Yeah. And and what are we? We're halfway through until the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Because we're more than halfway through the season. But we're about halfway to the Super Bowl, I think. Right. So yeah, yeah. this is kind of when, you know, they say team, you know, after Thanksgiving is when right. your true colors show. There's tape on you. Well, now the last game of the season is January 9th. So you're talking about this is where the wild card used to take place. Yeah. Because of that extra week. There's a lot of game left, man. That's why I think some of those bets, like I talked about. Taking a chance at Pat Mahomes at 20-1 to 1 prior yeah. to that game yesterday. Even though he didn't play well, they won. They're on a four-game winning streak. The defense is looking much better, man. <clears throat> hey, defense. Ready for this? Last couple games. Pretty lights out. Yeah, you just have to mention the teams and the quarterbacks. It's fine. You're doing what you're doing your job. You're, do you're taking care of business, though. They've kept the Giants to 17 points. They kept the Packers to seven points without Aaron Rodgers, the Raiders to 14 points, and the Cowboys to nine points. I think the Cowboys one is the most impressive, obviously, it, it, all things considered. It is. I would say it, it, I had just mentioned a couple seconds ago, like, keep in mind who they just played, but that one was impressive. And, I mean, Dallas was shorthanded-ish. I mean, Amari, Car Amari Cooper's no slouch, but I do like those other guys that they have at wide receiver. So yeah. I don't think it's that much of an excuse. More so, it's the D the Chiefs' D-line dominated oh, the dude, Dallas O-line, and he's back at Yo, defensive bro, tackle. we were talking about that, man. Why Move why him back. Move him back to where he's dominant. He's an all-pro there. Dude got three sacks. And just close rough shop. Tyron Three and a half. Matthew, Three and yeah, a half sacks. Yeah, Tyron Matthew looking like 2017 Tyron, 2018 Tyron. They got their swag back. They're dancing on Dornwell. the sideline. Well, Sorensen is out, I think, and I think Dornwell's been playing now. I think you might be right. Bolton is playing a little better, the linebacker, the rookie, and and Frank Clark, too. So there's a team who they got some guys back. CEH yesterday came back. Look, he don't do it for me. Yo, what about this, bro? Chiefs passed up on Jonathan Taylor for CEH. And Swift. Swift too. Swift, uh, Swift Swift's the good too. Swift's the Super Bowler. There's a lot of guys they passed <clears> up on. So Detroit, the home of running backs that just go there to die. <laughs> Swift Swift just gets a lot of volume out there, but yeah. Um I mean I had a couple teams. Yeah, talk to me. 
Chiefs back though? Yeah. They might not. They might not lose again. We we knew they had a tough schedule coming into the season. Are we are we past the tough part? Also, not for nothing, I would feel like the teams in their division are not as impressive anymore. Like, or the, this Raiders team. I know exactly what you're trying to say. When we did the midseason report card thing. The division was all above 500, and they all were relatively playing well. And, and they had they had the hardest strength of schedule left. However, now you're looking at it. Raiders are on a three-game losing streak. We don't know what Denver is going to look like. Chargers, that game, is going to be a Chiefs home game in L.A., like all these games. Bro, what about Justin Herbert yesterday going like this at home? Dude. It's scary. It's not good for your bet. It's not good for my bet. Might as well just play on their own. It might be good because I'll be like, yo, he played 17 road games. (laughs) (laughs) The narrative. But, yo, I think the Chiefs might win out, man. Look, coming off the bye, home Denver. Andy Reid off a bye. Dub. You got Raiders at home, at Chargers, short week. Then you got Steelers home, at Bengals, at Broncos. I mean, it's still tough. It's tough. It's tough. But I... I think they run the table the rest of the way. I don't think they lose. And yeah. I think they end the season on a 10-game winning streak. Because they won't lose to the Chargers again because they've already lost to them once. Right? That might. That might. That could be for MVP. There. That could be the MVP game. Thursday night football, prime time, standalone. Talk to me nice. You know I'm going to be boned up watching that one, son. For better or worse, right? For better or worse. Well, now I got both of them. Yeah, I guess. Because I took Mahomes at 20 to 1. So I'm on board. Yeah, just, ha- just I got both. I got both of them at twenty to one. You want right fireworks? Now. I got Herbert from the start, and I bet the number now because I love that number on Mahomes. And yeah. like to your point, look, Josh Allen was the favorite coming into this past week. It's over. We still him. haven't seen what Brady's going to do tonight, but the Giants are bringing back the throwback helmets, so maybe he gets some flash. Eleven point dogs. The Giants are. Let's go. The Giants are going to have all their guys back. I like eleven for the Giants. Tonight. I do too. Yeah, it's my last pick in my mega contest. I'm three and one on the week. Nice. So we're hoping we could get a nice back to back four and one weeks. Uh, AFC. I mean, the rest of this actually, I have our, our NFC teams. So Arizona, they hit the over on their season total already. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all those states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNB. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. EET.com to start winning. Cliff. First team, first team to get over the win total. I saw that. Eight and a half was the win total. I think I think this I mean if they if they just kind of continue on the course, he has to win coach of the year. Yeah. And 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 I just I gotta say, you know, they're the only NFL team to improve its win total each of the last three seasons. They went three and thirteen, five and ten, eight and eight, and now they're nine and two with six more games to go. So and again it's just you know, you you say, you know, okay, do it without Kyler. He did it without Kyler. You know, so just credit. credit. By the way, my opinion, completely eliminated from MVP. Kyler? Yeah. It's going to be hard. Not only because his team won, it's if other guys have a 17-game sample size and you have a 15, it's going to be hard for you. Dude, yeah. like Jokic. Let's keep it real. Jokic had a monster season last but year. He pl- won but he won it basically because he played the most of all the candidates. Yeah. And people are going to look at that and say, hey, man, dude was available. What I love is Colt McCoy now, baby. He is the only quarterback to win back-to-back games in Seattle the last two regular seasons. He did it with the Giants. Yeah. Went into Seattle. Yep. And then with Arizona, went into Seattle. Uh, so obviously you have to give a lot of credit to Arizona. Um, but Seattle is a dumpster fire, I think. And, you know, three straight losses for Russ. I think it's first time in his career. He wanted out when they were 12 and four, they're three and seven. Oh, it's going to end bad there. Right. It's going to end with Pete Carroll getting fired or stepping down or stepping down. Like I, I think more of a Tom Coughlin, I must step down. Yeah. Cause he's Lee has Brigitte. so much yeah, respect. Yeah, yeah. You he's know? been there for a while too. He's been there for a while. And yeah, I think they get dude. And pff, the jets have a top five pick right now. If the season ended, not only the, they'd have two in the top five, they'd have theirs. And then the Seahawks pick. And it's funny. Cause I have here written Seattle gave up a ton of draft picks and paid a lot of money for a safety. You can't guard anybody. And I yeah. think we've been saying it for a really long time. And, it's just been a kind of a failure. And granted, Russ didn't play for a couple of weeks, but, I mean, it wasn't great while he was healthy too. So, um, Yeah, no, nah, you can't pin that on the Russ injury. Yeah, no. Nah. You could pin that on the Russ injury if they were like 6-1 and one and then he goes down and all of a sudden you look up and you're 6-8, and eight, for example. I know this is an extreme scenario and it's not the case because they haven't even played these many games, but I don't think that's a fair criticism that you can make. Yeah. I think that it's going gonna, it's gonna to end bad in Seattle. So again, this come goes, on, come here. <laughs> well, this goes back to what I had I've said. I've been saying this since like 2018, bro. There's gonna be video surfacing. You know when some dope shit ha- happens in sports, and they'll find like a tweet from someone from like 2015, or like that Houston Astros cover. Remember the Sports Illustrated Houston Astros cover? Oh, it was but- like, ladies and gentlemen, your 2017 World Series champions, and that article was from like 2012. It was the core. It's gonna be my tweets about Russell Wilson coming to the Giants. You knew it all along? Try to tell y'all, man. Sierra, baby. <laughs> Bring it on over, Russ. Man, it's just, it's scary. Yo, I, also, it's crazy that he didn't lose, he hasn't lost three games in a row. Yo, check this out. All kidding aside. 
Denver, Pittsburgh, the Giants. Three best situations for a veteran quarterback to go to. You left out Cleveland. Hmm. <laughs> well, I, ulti- the reason why I say that is because ultimately I think that he goes back. On the... on the Maybe like a franchise. Tag? Yeah. But if you're Russ, if you're Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers, I don't think, ends up in Green Bay. I think it's it's the last dance. They, they posted it. I think it's done in Green Bay after this season. Russ, I don't think, stays in Seattle. I think those are the three best candidates. You look at the rosters... Bro, you look at Pittsburgh. Deontay Johnson is a real number one yeah. wide receiver. Another shout out to you. You picked him up in fantasy like early two years I was, ago. I'm, I'm the king of being one year early on a guy. Yo, you really are, son. You really are. So you look at Pittsburgh's weapons and the defense. Yeah. And, and Great now head you got, coach. Yeah, Najee Harris, too. Going to be a top five pick in fantasy next year. Offensive line playing a lot better. The culture, the, the, the franchise. Stability. Yeah. And then you look at the Giants from a weapons standpoint. Mm-hmm. Dude. New York. But, yo, like... Saquon got to stay healthy. I know Saquon got to stay healthy. I get that. But you just look at the roster. They got a lot of talent. All of the guys got to stay healthy. Is yeah. it? It's Galladay. Galladay. Shepard. Tony. Shepard. Ingram. Tony's so, nice. Tony is nice. But they, they throw him the ball sometimes 12 times a game and then the other time two. Yeah. And then I just, you know, I had, I had another team here. What's up? The Eagles. <clears throat> Okay, right. tell me about them. They're a half game out of the wild card, and they hold tiebreakers over the Saints, Panthers, and Falcons. And they don't have to get on a plane for the rest of the season. Whoa. They they have road games, but they're close enough where they don't have to fly there. They're not getting on a plane for the rest of the season. Yo, for real? Giants, Jets, Washington, Giants, Washington, Dallas. Wow, son. Wow. I don't know. The Cowboys are the home team. Again, those are there's the, those games are mixed in of home games and road games where they don't have to fly. And yo, what about this? One, two, three, four, five games in division. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Philly is not. I, Philly's not out. It's the O line, baby. The, they they've rushed for over a thousand yards in the in the last five games. They they've rushed for over a thousand yards and they've won three of their last four. You know, so just. Shots to the Eagles, man. Similar to the Colts, you know? Running game, it's getting cold. It's getting late in the season. It's getting ugly. Teams have more tape on you. It's do you have a dominant offense line, and can you, you know, impose your will? And the Colts are, the Colts and Philly, man, if they could get leads, they can really dominate the clock. They could, yeah. You know? And they could. And their defense has been playing a lot better. Yeah, Darius the kid, Slay. Matt, and the kid, yeah, Matt, first of all, Slay has three touchdowns his last three games. Yeah. Impact plays. And the kid, Maddox, the corner, is, according to PFF, he's like top, top 10 quarter this year. For a, for a position, a position group where you didn't have a lot of um, high expectations, I guess, maybe. So I just, you got to shut the Cowboys, the Eagles out. And then again, just that unique piece of, they don't got to get on a plane. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if that's ever happened before. So. That's interesting. You know, on Thanksgiving, all six teams are coming off a loss. That's cool. All six teams that are playing on Thanksgiving, the Lions, the Bears, the Raiders, the Cowboys, the Bills, and the Saints, they all lost. That's another thing I don't think I've seen before either. Damn. It must wins for a lot of those teams. Pretty much. I mean, other than the Lions. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're recording prior to the Bucks and the Giants game. And uh, some news came out last week, Antonio Brown, fake vaccine card. I don't want to talk about that as far as like, you know, dumb of him to do. Uh, however, I came up with an idea. I want to ask you. Give me your top five NFL players most likely to show up with a fake vaccine card. We'll go one after the other. I'm down, yeah. Who, who would you say is the number one candidate? Gardner Minshew. <laughs> I didn't even think of him. I didn't even think of him. Some of mine I think you could like see and like make a case for. Like I had a combination of the Bosa brothers. Mad MAGA. Mad MAGA historically. Very outspoken. I think both of those guys. Now, again, look, this is going to sound super ignorant. I don't know whether they are, but we're just saying, like, you know, hypothetically speaking, or based on your character and your antics, who would you who would you say are guys that would show up with a fake? Because, like, Antonio Brown was I, not a surprise. Honestly. I got another one. Richie Incognito. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> don't beat me up. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, Josh Allen? The quarterback? Yeah. He cares about winning too much. Okay, that's fair care about when you get vaxxed because okay. you don't want to be you don't want to lose time that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. um jamarcus russell oh you went like vintage <laughs> oh sorry it was supposed to be active <laughs> oh no nah, no nah, that's that's cool too you went vintage oh uh marshall lynch then <laughs> you know why i'm here nah you know why i'm here man you can't control me <laughs> i like that that's a good one i'm just here nah actually yo yo i take that back i'm here so i won't get fined i'm back so i won't get fined you're right he don't want to. He don't want to. He don't want anything to affect his money. Oh man, who else? I feel like Odell could be on this list too. Eh, I may. I don't know. I'm trying to think now. How? Uh, Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert. Nah. Uh, Jimmy G. Nah. Kyle Shanahan whoop his ass. Word. Better get the real thing. Word. And you don't want Trey Lance lurking in the background, too, in the event that you sit a couple games. I can almost guarantee there's certain play. Like, Aaron Rodgers, like the Aaron Rodgers thing was crazy because, like, it's on the Packers at the end of the day because they knew he wasn't vaccinated, right? So they kind of let all of that shit rock. Word. And that's kind of like a fucked up look. Yeah. So. It does fall on the team, too, just as much. Like, you just took his word for it. No, nah, I think they knew that he wasn't vaccinated because you're so, because if I'm not mistaken, all of the player vaccination records are sent to the NFL by the teams or something like that. So they knew, you know. Yeah. Well, they were getting. They do get tested a lot too. Yeah. Well, that's so, the thing. If you're not vaccinated, you're tested every day. Right. So then that's why they were getting away with him talking on the sideline with no mask and all that shit too. Yeah. Because you know. Yeah. Because usually, if if he wasn't getting tested and it was unknown, then. He wouldn't be able to do that. No. Like I know there's some there's some arenas where if you're only one shot in, you have to have a mask on still. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. I'm trying to get my third. Booster boys? Yeah, for sure. ASAP. Going into the holiday season. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. Hmm. You'll be good. Well, yeah, we're good. I'm trying to think of uh one more one more guy. Johnny Manziel. Oh, Johnny Manziel for sure, yeah. Not no. Jay Cutler too. Oh, Jay Cutler for sure. Jay Cutler definitely. Dude, Jay Cutler like froze his bank account. His wife's bank account, the joint account. The joint account. Get a job. They were gonna get. They were gonna. Yeah. Good for him, man. Shouts to Jay Cutler, yo, yo. He was my fantasy quarterback one year when he first got to the Bears. 
He was he, with Brandon Marshall. He Al made Sean, Adam Gase's career. Bro, remember Alshon Jeffrey? As the number two. And uh, and Brandon Marshall that like first year with the Bears. There was a good tight end, I think, on that team too. I can't remember. Who was the running back? Was it Matt Forte? Matt Forte was there also. I think Devin Hester was still there. Yeah. They had a... Eddie Royal. Eddie Royal. Yo, Eddie Royal started a season with like five touchdowns in three weeks. He's nasty. He you were dangling him for like Randy Moss. Yo, yeah. Eddie Royal for Randy Moss. I don't know, man. I need a little more than that. He Someone must league. have got hurt and he kind of stepped into someone's yeah. spot. Um, but yeah. Hoops? Yeah, let's talk some hoops, man. Let's let's end the, the show with some hoops. Uh, I think a absolutely devastating injury potentially is no, uh yeah. michael porter jr yeah because we talked about it when he got paid kind of came out of nowhere when you get paid expectations change you're no longer on a rookie contract and oh this is a bonus that you're getting us 15 a game now it's you're on a max you come into the league you drop because of the injury injury and back issues and nerve issues now it's being reported that this nerve issue might make him sit the rest of the year. And again, this this Nuggets team, I think you can make a case that it's Curry is MVP right now. Mm-hmm. I think after that, it might be Jokic. Yeah, now he's hurt. Well, he was, he's been battling. Uh, it's sad watching the team. No Jokic, no Murray, no Porter Jr. Uh, Aaron Gordon's been playing better, and that's kind of, you know, I feel like every Magic fan... This is Seeing what they Aaron, yes, yes. expected him to be. Yeah, and it's taken... And granted, now it almost kind of makes sense. Like, oh, now these guys are down, and now he's showing out. Um, Could be that his usage might be. Yeah. He's getting a high usage rate. I remember playing DFS, and he was a guy who you would take him on the magic because he would have a high usage rate with them. Yeah, and, and I guess to your point, yeah, now the more and more guys are going down, he has to do more, but... Um, they need him to be that guy that everyone thought he could be if Michael Porter Jr. is out for the year. I mean, to be honest, they're probably out of title contention if Michael Porter Jr. I mean, they had an, in my opinion, they probably had an uphill battle with the Murray coming back, right? Now it's like, what do you, now you need to make a move if, yeah, they're out of contention. And that's also a contract that's going to be impossible to move also. No, no, no. I don't mean trading Michael Porter Jr. I mean, you need to make another trade for like, you need to make a trade for a player midseason. Again? I don't know. What are you going to do? I think you just ride this ship to see when Murray comes back. The West is so open, I think. You think so? I mean... I don't think the West is open. I think there's a couple of teams. Like, the Suns are on fire. You wanted to talk about them. Uh, 12 straight, bro. Chris Paul is the only player in the season to average 10 points per game, 10 assists, and 2 steals this season. Um, Yo, I I kept saying it. Everyone's trying to find... This year's version of the Heat from the bubble and the Suns from last year. And, like, why couldn't it be Phoenix? Yeah. No, I mean, dude, they're they, they're building on last year. That's really what it is. Like, to your point, they're, they're just doing what they did. Uh, but what's cool is their guys are getting better. It's, 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 it's Aiton has not slipped. It's, 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 he's bad. He wants, he wants the contract. They got all this shit going on behind the scenes with the owner. And it's bitten. They're just like doing their thing, business as usual. Credit to Monty Williams, the head coach. You know, let's not have any of these distractions. All that stuff is in the rear view now. Um, and yeah, Bridges gets paid, and he's playing even better, right? The Bridges contract is going to be a, is going to be a Jalen Brown contract. Yeah, he took a little less to stay to be with the core. Um, 
then that contract in a couple years is going to look great, and he's going to just only get better. Um, Bridges, in terms of an offense and a defense um, perspective, um, he's he's one of two guys in the NBA with over 60% true shooting percentage and sub-40 defensive field goal percentage. It's him and Rudy Gobert. That's so, your boy. No, but I'm just saying from... But you love Rudy Gobert. I mean, he's the best defense, one of the best defensive players in the league, and Bridges is right there up with him. So, um, you know, he's taking steps forward despite getting paid, which is exciting. They're building upon last year. Um, yeah. all, all team D, all all defense first team for Bridges. But but I I still take the Warriors over the Suns. Well, yeah, because you also have the the ultimate X factor of Clay coming back. You throw Clay into this rotation too. I just I think it was with you that we talked about, or was it with Dunbar? We were talking on a pod recently how maybe one of the best things that happened to them were those two down years. Yeah. The, All those... cur- the Curry getting hurt, and then Toscano Andersons and the Dame, uh, Damon Lees of the world coming in, and actually Jordan Poole playing. Bro. And that so... system, bro. Yo, did you see that thing I tweeted today? Nah. They put up a graphic of the... Net rating for each team. Third quarter. In each quarter, like where they're their best at. Yo, they're like plus 30 net on this metric. And it was the biggest edge in any quarter any team had in the league by like 15 points. Well, that reminds you of the old Warriors. It's, we always used to talk about that, how third quarter Curve. they would... 38-14. That's it. Kurt's a great in-game coach. Great in-game adjustments. Yeah. 35-12, like the scoring runs. And they would win, you know, when you look at the box score and it would say what the point is. Yeah. 45. Them out. Like, it'd be a wrap, dude. That Portland series, when they played them in 2019, Portland was up double digits in all of those second halves. Yeah. And they got swept. But they just eliminate those big ass leads i think what's so exciting about the warriors is the continuity and that's what makes them so great is to your point these the jordan pools the juan toscano andersons these guys have been playing there for a year and a half two years now they know what to do in the system it used to be pass the ball to stuff stand around and watch now they all know how to move without the ball it's beautiful um by the way the warriors beat the raptors last night with jordan pool scoring 33 and wiggins scoring 32 so they didn't even need so Curry to go crazy. And just and, and Draymond's, I think, the best player in the NBA. He and the, sorry, best defensive player in the NBA right now. He when you when you filter everything to him in the paint, he just always makes the right decision. He knows when to switch, he knows when not to switch, he knows when to jump the passing lane. He's just so cerebral and smart on defense. Um Well, you know, I, I was listening to an interview of his and he brought up a good point. And it was interesting to hear from someone who was in the trenches like that, talking about, yo, those four straight seasons we went to the finals took a lot, like physically, mentally, emotionally, and they had no off seasons. So then these last two years, they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, they made the play-in game last year, but whatever. You played those two games, congrats, and then you get bounced by the Lakers. But you're getting a lot more rest. Mm -hmm. And that's why it looks like he's fresher than he's been because he was a burden for them for a little bit. Yeah. Well, also Draymond, like we probably talk about this a lot where it's like, is Draymond Draymond on on another team? Right. Like how much of it is the people around him in the system that let him flourish? Well, I don't want to say the system. It's just like the way Draymond plays is perfect for that, for, that team, yeah, yeah, because he's not expect. Yo, you can't you can't build a team around Draymond Green. I don't think. Yeah, but he's perfect if he's like your third best player. 
But or like your second, you know what I mean? he's very valuable to your team. Exactly, for all of the things that he does. He's a playmaker. He's a lead on defense. Uh, he knows where you should be, where all of your teammates should be, and where the, when the other team should be better than they probably know where they should be. Like, it's, it's like that for him on defense. So um, last night, eight, eight straight home wins for the Warriors, all by double digits. They're 15-2, and two, and they're on top of the NBA standings, and Clay's coming back. So the thing with the Suns and the Warriors that's interesting is I actually think because of Aiton, the, the Suns actually match up well with the Warriors. Mm. Yeah, they don't have a big that they could throw at Aiton. So that's going to be, to me, super fascinating because I think the Warriors as is are really good. Like, I don't think they're the best team in the NBA, 15-2. and two, Like, they numbers say that they are. I don't think they are right now. But I do think that when Clay comes back, they could be. So what team do you think is the best team in the league right now? I mean, I'm going to say it. Got, it's the Warriors, bro. I think you're trying to make it, like, way too takey. I, I mean, I gun to my head. I don't know if I would take the Warriors right now, despite the fact that they've to what? a great day. Just, like, I guess win the title. Oh, I think that's a different conversation. I'm talking about right now. Yeah, you they, have to say the Warriors. Through about, like, 15 to 18 games, it's been them. And the Bulls. The Bulls have been nice too, yeah. Because the cool thing about the Bulls is they start out hot and and people are trying to figure out if this is for real or not. Listen to the teams that they just played, their last 12. All of them over 500. Mm-hmm. Jazz, Celtics, Sixers twice who have been playing well. Nets, Mavs, Warriors, Clippers, Lakers, Blazers, Nuggets, Knicks. They went 8-4, and four, their first in the East. And their schedule only gets easier from December and on. So... I like what I love about the Bulls is like the complete opposite of the Warriors is the Warriors have the continuity of the guys being there. The Bulls don't, but they're playing with the chemistry as if they've been there for a while. It's really impressive to see. You got to give credit to the front office for finding those guys that are going to mesh on day one. And it seems like they have. And I was wrong about DeMar. Like I thought there was a bad contract and you know, he's playing very, very well. Yeah. Him and Levine are top five in scoring. And Lonzo and Caruso, the Lakers are biting themselves. But yo, I also think that the, the guys that they signed, yeah, Lonzo's still young. He's like, what, 24, 25-ish. Caruso's still... Relatively young. Yeah, he's like 27, I think, 28. But these are grizzled vets too, man. So you're not getting these young kids that aren't seasoned. Yeah, they're young, but they're seasoned. DeMar yeah. also... Yeah, 32. He's going. He's getting better. Well, I think with the rule change now, he's really benefited from... Not, not so much the rule change, but I think... Now you're seeing a premium on just like jump shots in the paint and like mid range is making a comeback. People are giving you the mid range. He's elite in the mid range. Right. Him, Chris Paul, Giannis, like they flourish there. So I think that's a big reason why they're playing so well. And yo, like as good as DeMar was, like, and I didn't take anything away from him, I I thought he was a very good player, but I, compl- I my criticism was the contract. They gave him like 75 million over three years. And. You know, it's funny. It's like you look at it now. It's like these are the people in his pay range. Like Vucevic, granted, who's on the same team. Buddy Heald, Al Horford, Kyle Lowry at his age, De'Aaron Fox. Like I'd take DeMar over all those guys. Gordon Hayward, Jamal Murray. 
Anyway, it gets tough at that point, but I'm just saying, to your point. Adding context to the contract. I think it's he's, he's you know, it's a good deal looking at it now. And, and Lonzo and Caruso are so good on, 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 the, on, on the front, on the front side. Like, at the top, they're very elite defensively. Um, and, yeah, they're just playing with a lot of chemistry. And one night it's one guy. One night it's another guy. And, and they're deep. And, well, sorry. I think in terms of getting buckets, they're deep. The bench isn't as great, um, which I think they may address at the trade deadline because this team is legit. And, again, they just went through one hell of a stretch of 12 teams all over 500, and they went 8-4. and four. So just credit to the Bulls for sure. And Billy Donovan. Let's wrap this up, man. Yeah, I'm done. I got. I don't got anything left. Cleaned you out. Yeah, I'm done. You excited for Thanksgiving? Yeah, give me power ranking. F- top five sides. Oof. Or you could give me three. Three. Give me three sides in order. I love stuffing. That's in my three. Put a bunch of hot sauce and mustard. Wow. Yo, dude, I have an obsession with hot sauce. I could put hot sauce on a lot of things myself. Like, bro, like, I don't think there's any kind of food, if it's hot, that I don't put hot sauce on. Rice, salad, kale. Love it on some chicken, some turkey. But I'd say stuffing, mashed potatoes, and uh, I like potatoes, man. Like the regular potatoes, those like sweet potatoes. With the little butter? Yeah. Stuffing no. is up there. You know, I, I try to stay away from like the mac and cheese because it's something that I could have like on a random Tuesday. I got to be honest. Growing up, mac and cheese was never on my Thanksgiving table. Mm. Like... It just never was. Maybe um, unique. It's always the mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes with the sweet mashed potatoes with the gravy, sweet potatoes with the with the marshmallows on top. It's the stuffing. It's the turkey and the cranberry sauce out of the jar, out of the can or whatever. It's the it's the deviled eggs, and then it's the and then it's the next day turkey sandwiches with the leftovers. Mm. You know, yeah. a little shopping potentially. Great, great stretch of the year. Yeah, it is also a dangerous part of the year for me, man. Eating wise, right? Bro, I like last like two, three years, I put on like 10 to 15 pounds between Thanksgiving and the new year. Yeah. Bad. It's like really bad. Cookies, the holiday cookies and yeah. the trays. My <laughs> mom at work, one of her, one of her coworkers, um, they own like this like really popular italian bakery in oh i can only so imagine she pulls up with those these like crazy boxes ass trays, boxes oh. and trays of uh those like rainbow cookies but it's the ones that got like the chocolate on the outside and oh the crunch yeah bro it's and tough. i'll grab like a handful and before you know it i've ate like 12 of them and yeah. i'll do that like two three times a day yeah it's, like, ah, it's just a handful it's not a plate and you eat just like two days and you're all overboard you're like yo no nah, it's the it's the it's the it's the parties it's the this it's the friends giving it's the christmas part it's the secret santa it's the you're seeing people then it's the holiday itself it's there's just a lot going on a lot of fun but to your point you know a couple a couple weekends in a row of, of you're doing some damage even a couple days in a row and I also, I feel like a lot of people sort of start checking out at this time of the year. Yeah, you're working out a little bit less. It's just you're yeah. going, you're just, you're probably a little bit busier. You're a little busier. Yeah, yeah. But it's also like, ah, you know, it's the holidays. I'll, Let me relax. I've been working hard, which like, I'm talking for myself now, right? Like, I'm really looking forward to this week because after this is Monday night, we're recording. You guys are here the podcast ASAP. 
But uh, tomorrow morning, I'm going back home, only bringing my laptop with me. I won't be in here for like another five days, get to decompress, step away. I don't want to say I feel burned out, but I do feel like I've hit a stretch where it's like, man, if I could find a spot where I could just like chill for a little bit mm-hmm. and like escape here. A it's little like escape. All-Star Weekend. Yeah, kind of, kind <laughs> of. You get to go <clears throat> going back home, see the family, see the dogs, do some shopping also. I was broke last year, bro, bad. Like not Yeah, but I also had, no one saw each other last year really too. That's, that's true too. That's true too. I know last year for Thanksgiving, it was just me and my mom and my dad because I was like, you know, six months into COVID, people were still like super panicky. Yeah, no, nah, they were saying don't go see your family. Right, right. Yeah, the Como things. Like, I actually, <laughs> I actually, funny enough, not funny. I actually had a COVID scare. My 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 roommate's brother had it, and he was at our apartment a couple days before, so I couldn't even go do my Christmas because of that. So it was just me and my roommate chilling, which was cool. Right. But like, you miss out on the you yeah. know the cousins and the aunts and uncles, drunk and, uncle. Exactly. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited for you too, man, because I've just been working pretty hard on everything, and I know you have too with all the stuff that's going on with you, but uh, I don't want to use the recharge. You know, not having to record now for six days is going to be lit. It's a good break. Nice break. You know, yeah. and just kind of, re- to your point, re- recharge the batteries and be fresh and home stretch. Football season, basketball is kind of picking up and... March mad, well, March Madness. I mean, you got college hoops kind of kicking into swing, you know, and so, yeah. How do you feel about taking breaks? I wish I got laid off during COVID. Mm. I know it sucks to say, and people are probably like, "What are you talking about?" But like, the unemployment benefits were really good during the pandemic. You know, like people were getting a lot of money extra and. I've really, and I want, I actually wound up working for a new company in the middle of the pandemic. I switched jobs. So I, it's not even like. You didn't even have a couple of weeks to yourself. Exactly. Sort of. uh, and so, yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but I wish I, I wish I lost my job for a while and just like was able to just do nothing and recharge. So I think it's great. And I think I was talking to my girl about this or my, maybe my parents, but bro, we've, we're young, but we're from the, like, you know, we're, we didn't grow up rich. I've, I've been working since like high school. Yeah. I've, I, I've never not worked. Yeah. Nah, it's something that like, yo, I, I, I like to say 16 this. years old, 17 yeah. years old. I've been working. Nah, there's a, there's a handful of friends that we have that I would describe as good workers. And I know it seems like very broad and generic of a take, but like, I know in soccer, um, I will say something like, yo, that dude's a goal scorer, right? Like okay. that dude knows how to score goals. Like it seems so simple, but there's an art form to it. I think there's an art form to working. Being a grinder. Being a grinder, son. Like that shit ain't for everybody. Hustle. Me too, man. I've been working since I was like 14. Yeah. Mostly in the summers, right? Like in the summertime, I would work uh, for my dad. And then. But, but sorry, but not everyone like works during college. Right. I, I, I can speak for myself. I worked through college. Bro, when I... Whether, I mean, granted, it wasn't 40 hours a week, yeah. but I was still... Everyone... I know a lot of kids, you had to go to school for Monday to Thursday or Monday to Friday, and then you worked on the weekends or you would work yeah. maybe one or two nights during the week after going to school and then work a couple days on the weekend. Like, for how... Like, 19 years old, 20 years old, that's... Uh, you know, we're 20, 29, 30. Like, that's like 10 years already. Yeah. Fuck man, I, I, there's not like you should get a break. <laughs> like every ten years of work, you just allowed like two months off. <laughs> I'm just like, I feel that though, man. I feel that though. Like even even with all this stuff too, man. Like this stuff is work, dude. Like you know, creating content is work. Hell yeah, it's an art and it's it's work. 
and it's not it's not easy it's it's easy for you to start it's easy for you to get into it but it's it's very taxing and it's it takes a lot of editing and shit like that where like yo people tell me all the time they're like yo i could do what you do i'm like yeah you could but you won't do it (laughs) yeah do it but you won't also because it's you know are you gonna be comfortable when your show gets 500 downloads for a whole month Right, and that's like good. You got to keep grinding through it. Well, th- yeah, like that's if for some start, people. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, starting up. But I'm saying, like over time, if you're and three, four you're years like, in the game and you haven't seen no return, are you willing to still put in that time in? It ain't easy. It ain't and easy, everyone, bro. Yeah, and I'm excited to get slammed this week at home just with my dogs. Eggnog? That's nah, Christmas. man. I'm beers. I'm beered out, bro. Beers only. Red wine. Come on, son. What else am I gonna drink? It's my guy right here looking over me. Yeah, maybe for the for the belly for the off season for the for the break. Yeah, maybe go uh, a little wine. I'm just saying, if you if you are a little concerned about you know putting a couple on during the holidays, maybe rethink the bev of yeah. choice. Could not drink also. No, I mean I just think you know maybe you know, maybe a little wine or you know maybe or, a little or, tequila or one. Or one <laughs> instead of eleven. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's the thing about beer. You got to drink a few of them. Yeah. So, yeah. dude, this was fun, man. Yeah, this was fun. Where can they find you if they want to contact you? I M P Y seven one eight on Twitter and Instagram. Let's give a shout out to the Patreon. Yeah, Mike Wozniak, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platees, Devin Rendon, Ryan Pisner. I'm down. Jordan Riley, Stephen Briggs. Patreon.com/slash Veterans Minimum. You can catch next week's episode of the Pod up right now there won't be another podcast for the rest of the week so sit back relax hug your loved ones hit them with a congrats check in on your homies eat some food eat some food watch some football hit some parlays turkey parlays we'll catch you guys next monday Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.